Good morning, everyone. This morning, we'll be moving through our progression. We've been working through the Satipatthana, beginning with mindfulness of the body, and talking about mindfulness of Vedana, or feeling tone. Mindfulness of emotions or mind states. And this morning, we'll be taking a look at mindfulness of thoughts. Mindfulness of the thinking mind. And up until now, the general instruction has been to keep it simple. You notice your mind thinking, and you come back to the body. Come back to the simple tone of the experience, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. And so often when we hear these instructions emphasizing stay in the body, the simplicity of the moment, the here and now, we can start to think that thoughts are a problem. That mindfulness and meditation means not having thoughts or getting rid of them. But these instructions are some of my favorite because thoughts are not our problem. If we use them as support for our mindfulness, then they don't get in the way. They are the way. Very similar to this orientation towards the hindrances, that they become the way, they become our support, how we learn. So the practice isn't stopping your thoughts. It's more about creating a skillful relationship with the thinking mind. So we're not pushed and pulled by them, but we have more agency in how we're relating to them. Are we following them or not? We have a choice. And this particular form of practice is so important because have you noticed how powerful thoughts are? So powerful. Thoughts lead to all kinds of decisions. They lead to our actions, our speech, and how our lives unfold. Very often dictated by these, what are they? Thoughts in the mind. Often pretty ephemeral, these fleeting ideas, planning, ruminating. And often we're just caught in the tumble and they're leading us along without a lot of intentionality. And so when we become to, we start to value them, knowing they have power, but also knowing that they're just fleeting moments in the mind, then we learn to discern, okay, this is a thought I want to follow, and this is maybe a thought that's unnecessary right now. Come back to the breath.
So we'll play, sometimes this can feel serious, but I'm really encouraging a light attitude around the thinking mind. We'll play with using them as our support, as our object of meditation. And sometimes images are helpful. <laughs> you might notice, I like images. And so the mind as the bright, big sky, awareness, so big and wide. There's plenty of room for these thoughts like clouds to just pass right on through. And the clouds don't disturb the sky. They don't obstruct it. So the sense of being the sky and very peacefully, very relaxed. I think in the opening, Narayan uses beautiful poem, the clouds passing, so relaxed. So it's like that. Or my Tibetan teacher, Mingyur Rinpoche, he likes to use this metaphor of water that thoughts can feel sometimes like a waterfall flooding, pouring through. Or sometimes that waterfall can turn into a gently rolling stream or the steadiness of a river passing through. And then those thoughts can sometimes actually turn into a peaceful lake. Have you had little moments of stillness like that? But whether it's a waterfall or a river or a lake, it's just water. And Matthew pointed to this beautifully last night as he was talking about mindfulness can know subtlety. It can know all the very tiny machinations of the mind, these thoughts that are so subtle rolling through. It can also know the flood. Mindfulness can know all of the, when the mind is very restless and ruminating. But on some level, mindfulness is the same. And so mindfulness of thoughts can be like setting up camp on the riverbank. And just knowing, is the current fast today? Is there a lot of froth, rapids? Or is the stream pretty peaceful? A slower kind of flow or even the stillness of a morning lake. It really helps us cultivate equanimity because it doesn't matter. You can know thoughts in any of their forms. Just the same. And so the sense of mindfulness of thinking as watching the river flow, you're on the river bank, steady, grounded. And then sometimes we might fall into the river. We get a little bit churned up by the thoughts. They pull us in. They're sometimes very sticky. So knowing that's also the practice. We get distracted. And again, as Matthew was saying, we just climb right back out onto the banks, and often that's, that's natural. It happens without our forcing. So not a problem. Climb right back out, set up camp again, watch the river.
And so we'll practice this in a moment. I'll just say one more thing, that some thinking is actually necessary. You know, we need to plan, we need to make decisions. And so it can be useful throughout the day if you notice that thought that's like gnawing at you, really asking for your attention, to give it a little bit of time. Okay, right now I have this cup of tea. I'm going to think. <laughs> give it all the space it needs. And again, notice sometimes they're a little fickle. If you give them your full attention, they recede. There's nothing there. <laughs> What happened? So a playful attitude. You know, give it some room. Notice, okay, this mind really wants to think about this problem, solve it. Give it a, maybe a clear sense of, you've got five minutes. Give it some bookends and see what happens. And then, you know, notice at the end of five, okay, we're going to go back to sitting or walking, drinking the tea simply. And then noticing throughout the day in an informal way, is this thought really necessary? And maybe the first thought about planning is, but the five million other ones that follow, maybe not so necessary. So let's do some together. As you find your posture, just maybe a measure of gentleness and patience with your body, with your heart this morning. And knowing that mindfulness of thoughts is a skill that we build. So we're entering with a lot of patience, a lot of care. And maybe moving inside and starting with this simple anchor of the body. It could be the breath, could be sounds. And letting the familiarity of this grounding, this homecoming, really serve as a foundation for your practice. Know you can always come back here. Feel the movement of breath. And know the dignity of the body. And the grace of sounds arising and passing. And now, kind of like a game, I'll just invite, if it feels right, to feel your mind like the big sky, blue, clear, like an open, blank screen. And then just notice if you can be mindful, notice if a thought arises. See if you can notice the first thought 
like the cloud that passes through. And notice how it is, just to pay attention as this thought arises, maybe sustains, and then passes in the big sky of the mind. And when it's gone, come back to your body or breath. And now we'll do the same big open sky mind and see if you can notice two thoughts. Maybe one right after the other. Stay mindful. Just notice what happens. And so we'll continue in this way, knowing you can use your body, breath, sound as your grounding point. If it gets a little dissipated or too much thinking. But also let your confidence build as you notice you can stay with a mind like the sky and also know the clouds rolling through. And perhaps notice if there's a little more steadiness in the mind or balance coming as you feel this nature of awareness that has room for the thinking. You don't have to get caught. And then again, a lot of patience and grace when you do. It's knowing it's not a problem. It's coming right back when you remember. And trusting that thoughts are fleeting. They're little more than nothing. And so entering with a kind of playful and gracious attitude as we continue together.
I'll ring the bell in a moment. And as I do, notice the quality of thoughts. If there are a lot of thoughts about the sound, if there's a kind of stillness, maybe not. Staying very curious, no judgment. If there are thoughts or thinking about hearing the sound of the bell. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.